This way, sir. Thank you. I didn't quite catch your name, sir. Martin, ma'am. Henry Martin. I don't think the master will see you today. Uh, this is a house of mourning, you know. I'm sorry. He's out for his constitutional in any case. Uh, would you like to see Miss Graham? Miss Graham? She was the mistress's companion, sir. I have to see Mr. Black himself, ma'am. Couldn't you come back after the funeral tomorrow? I'm afraid my business is about the funeral. Oh, oh, you're from the undertakers. Why didn't you say? You can sit down if you like. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, no, um, not there, if you please. Uh, that was her chair, Mrs. Black's. My poor Miss Edwina's. No one else ever sat there in her lifetime and shouldn't do now. Death can be very tragic, Mr. Martin, especially for those who are left, for those who loved her. Yes, indeed. Are you staying in service here, ma'am? Oh, why shouldn't I? It was her house. I was with her ever since she was 21, and no servant ever had a better mistress. Nor a more stylish and graceful one. Did you know all her clothes came from Paris? They say she was a fashionable old lady. Old? She wasn't old. She had the figure of a girl of twenty. How oh, she loved that windbell. She used to say it was like her laughter when she was young. It was too. Now she's lying up there, just waiting to be buried. How is your master taking it? Quite well, thank you. I've no doubt his schoolmastering keeps him from brooding. I'll uh, just tell my cabbie not to wait, if you'll excuse me, ma'am. Uh, you'll have to walk back to the village if you do. Oh, that's all right, ma'am. Who was it, Helen? Oh, someone to see the master about the funeral, Miss Lisa. He's taking a longer walk than usual tonight. Mm. Oh, that must be him now, Miss Lisa. Oh, yes. There's a Mr. Martin call to see you, sir, about the funeral. He'll be back again in a little while. I'll be in the kitchen if you want me. Lisa, I see your dress has arrived. Yes. The first dress I've given you. And it's black. I hate black. I long for color. Rich, exciting color. I seem to have worn dull, drab things all my life. Now the first dress you give me... is black. Gregory, I, I don't want to go to her funeral. I can't bear the idea. It'll be over in an hour at the most. She had so many friends. They'll all be there... What will they be thinking and, and saying about us? You mustn't let it worry you. We're not staying in this house much longer. In a month or two, we'll be in Italy. Yes. Sometimes I can scarcely believe we'll never hear her knocking on the floor of her room again. Never hear her sharp voice. Never have that feeling of guilt when we look at her. Oh, 
I love you, Lisa. Gregory, no. Only when we get to Italy will I believe she's really dead. I found a wonderful picture of Menaggio in the travel booklets from Mr. Lum the other day. Shall I show it to you? Not now. But it's here on we, the desk. We must remember Ellen. Who's that, I wonder? gentleman I told you about, sir, Mr. Martin. Good evening, sir. I hope you'll pardon this late call, but my business is urgent. It's certainly rather late. Won't you sit down? Oh, this is Miss Graham. Good evening, miss. Good evening. What do you wish to see me about, Mr. Martin? It's, uh, it's a delicate matter, sir. Um... Shall I leave? No, no, no. You can speak in front of my secretary, Mr. Martin. I believe you've just lost your good lady, Mrs. Edwina Black. The funeral takes place tomorrow. Please accept my sympathy, sir. Thank you. I understand the lady was ill for some time. About six months. Why do you ask? It now appears that Dr. Prendergast is worried about your wife's death certificate and regrets having signed it. What? He is dissatisfied with the apparent cause of death. Therefore, I've come to ask you to delay the funeral. Who are you to interfere like this? I'm a police officer, Miss Graham. I've been sent here to discover the cause of Mrs. Black's death. You see, Dr. Prendergast speaks of certain symptoms which now strike him as strange. Surely you're not suggesting that my wife died by other than natural causes? Let's say... The suggestion will always be there, unless the matter is cleared up. But if you stop the funeral, the whole village will gossip. I'm afraid there's no other course left, miss. A pathologist's report, though, should ease everybody's mind. But this is an intolerable situation. What excuse can I give the vicar, the undertaker? Leave all that to me, sir. The burial can take place following the post-mortem, possibly the day after tomorrow. But this may start the most terrible rumors. It's to stop any rumors that we must have the post-mortem, sir. I'll, uh, I'll just get my hat. I left it here on the desk. What's this? Touring booklets? You're planning to go abroad, sir? It's a holiday. From London's. They're very good. Well, I'll be off. Expect I'll have the report through by Thursday. You'll keep me informed, I suppose. I'll come at once, sir. Good night. Uh, good night, Inspector. My apologies if I've taken the matter rather badly. But you haven't, sir. You've taken it very well indeed. Good night, miss. Good night. That stupid fool of a doctor. I knew it. I knew Edwina would stop us. But how can she stop us, Lisa? Now, do be reasonable. I'm frightened. But why? I don't know, but you're frightened, too. Nonsense. Why should I be frightened? Edwina died a natural death. Yes, but can't you see how she's stopping us from going away? She might almost still be here, laughing at us, telling us we can't escape her. Lisa, control yourself. 
Everything will be cleared up in a few days. In the meantime, we must carry on as though Inspector Martin and the whole of Scotland Yard didn't exist. Now, let's get down to business. I've had a letter from the bank asking Fred Wiener's passbook. Could you get it for me, please? It's in her room. I hate going there now. But she's dead, Lisa. Can't you get that into your head? Edwina is dead. Is she? Is she? Mr. Martin, you've been in and out of Miss Edwina's room at least 20 times this morning. And you're quite sure you've moved nothing from it, Ellen? I most certainly am. Apart from the things you took away the other day, that is. My good lady always says I need telling everything ten times over. Hmm. She asked for it, marrying a policeman. <laughs> oh, uh, good morning, Miss Graham. Good morning, Inspector. I expect you want to see Mr. Black. I imagine he must have gone down to the village. I've no doubt he'll be back shortly. Well, if you'll excuse me, ladies, I'll, uh, I'll go upstairs again. Oh, better keep an eye on him, Miss Lisa. He's forever disarranging things upstairs. Oh, I'm glad you're back early, Gregory. The inspector's here, upstairs. Oh, did he say anything? The post-mortem was held three days ago. The funeral the day before yesterday. Surely he knows the result by now. Why didn't you ask him? I'm only your secretary. It isn't easy for me to ask. Why don't you go up and ask him now? Yes. No. No, it might look odd, my being so anxious. Oh, your laundry, Miss Lisa? Oh. Mm, she starched the collars a bit better this week. Thank you, Ellen. Oh, um, I'll have that cloth for the plant table. I can change it now. Oh, Mrs. Smith hasn't washed it very well. Oh, you mean this stain? Oh, she can't move it, she said. That's the master's fault. It was all muddy when he gave it to me the morning Miss Edwina died. Then throw the wretched thing away. I couldn't do that. Miss Edwina brought it back from Paris. Hush, Ellen. Inspector... Morning, Inspector. Morning, sir. Hmm. I'll get along with the lunch. For two. Uh, just a moment, Ellen. I understand that you acted as nurse to your mistress. And a very good nurse, I imagine you were, too. At the end, we got in a proper nurse, Mrs. Bloom. But I did my best, sir, for as long as I was needed. I'm sure of it. And you were responsible for carrying out the doctor's instructions, weren't you? Yes, sir. For example, you saw that Mrs. Black had her medicine without fail. Of course, sir. You never forgot once? No, sir. Then we have a little mystery to solve. Because the post-mortem revealed no traces of medicine at all. You ought to know better than to lie to the police, Ellen. Well, uh, yes. uh, I... I tried to make her take it, sir, but she never would. She'd just pour it away. 
Once she ruined a bottle of toilet water by pouring the medicine into that. She made me promise not to tell the doctor or anyone. An obstinate invalid. I see. Well, that solved my little mystery. So I'll not keep you any longer, Ellen, from preparing your lunch uh, for two. Yes, sir. Now, the mystery has been solved to your satisfaction. I hope we've heard the end of this affair. The end, sir? Oh, I'm afraid it's more like the beginning. You see, we have discovered arsenic in your wife's body. Are you suggesting that my wife died of poisoning? That would be the inference, yes. <laughs> Prendergast must have made an error in his dispensary. But you heard your housekeeper say your wife never took her medicine. She might have had one dose. One dose would make her ill, but it wouldn't kill her. Besides, I've traced all the medicine bottles, found them in the local dust tip. The bottles contain nothing but harmless medicine. But if arsenic was found in her body, how did it get there? That's what I'm here to find out. I found a tin of weed killer in your greenhouse, sir. I understand you ordered it from the general store on the 2nd of November. It was delivered that afternoon. Yes, I did order some. The particular brand you ordered contains a high percentage of arsenic. I see the tin has been used, sir. We've always used weed killer on the gravel path. Do you mean Mrs. Black was accidentally poisoned by the weed killer, Inspector? We'll hope. Uh, accidentally, Miss Graham. Then, have you considered that perhaps my wife... Well, I, I hardly know how to put this. Suicide, you mean? No, sir. No, impossible. How could she have risen and gone to the greenhouse where you kept the stuff? The doctor says your wife couldn't stand on her feet. That's true. She was too ill. And nobody in their senses would take the tin up to her, would they? Of course not. Now... What about the housekeeper? Ellen? Oh, but she was diverted to Mrs. Black. Old ladies have been known to do strange things sometimes. Oh, but not Ellen. The idea is ridiculous. Do you think the old lady had a motive, sir? I know she was left a small annuity. But Ellen wouldn't do anyone an injury to get it. Exactly, sir. The motive isn't uh, large enough. You mean Mr. Black? has a larger motive since he will inherit the fortune. I don't mean anything. Yet. There's another possibility, of course. Mrs. Bloom, who nursed Mrs. Black for several weeks. So I hadn't forgotten Mrs. Bloom. Mr. Black dismissed her for thieving. And she said something at the time about paying him back for it. She might have done it to get Mr. Black into trouble. Do you sincerely believe that, Miss? No. I don't. Now, if you would be so good, miss, I'd like to know something about Mrs. Black's daily routine. Very simple. Oh, that is, after she took to her bed about five months ago. Every morning at eight o'clock, I'd, I'd help her wash and brush her hair. Then Ellen would bring her breakfast tray at about 8.30. At ten o'clock, Mrs. Black would give us our orders for the day. In my case, letters or a little shopping. I used to read to her every afternoon. And then, 
After a light dinner, when Mr. Black would come up to sit with her, I, I would leave. How did Mrs. Black call anyone when she wanted attention? She'd knock on the floor with her stick. Her room is... was directly above this one. Hmm. Mr. Black, did your wife ever take any wine? She used to, before her illness. But Dr. Prendergast absolutely forbade it. No stimulants. Yes, I see. Uh, did she have anything to drink uh, apart from tea and so on? Ellen used to take a cup of warm milk to her every morning, about eleven. Did she take it up the morning in question, miss? The morning Mrs. Black died? No. It was I who took it up that day. About the weed killer. Is the greenhouse locked at night? Yes, but the key is kept hanging in the hall. Now I want you to think hard. Can you recall who was last in the greenhouse on the night before your wife died? Yes, I remember distinctly. It was Ellen. And yet Ellen told me it was Miss Graham here who watered some plants. Did you, Miss Graham? I must have done if Ellen says so. Was the tin of weed killer in the usual place on the shelf? I can't remember. You can't remember. Well, I don't think there's anything else at the moment. I'm sorry we've delayed you from taking your holiday, sir. You're, um, you're going to Italy, aren't you, sir? Yes. Yes, I saw those travel books from Lunds on your desk. I must say, the date on them puzzled me. Why? To have sent for them five weeks in advance of your wife's death seems somewhat uh, pessimistic. I ordered those booklets because I had intended traveling so often during the past few years. But uh, you didn't order them, sir. Miss Graham did. So you intend going alone, sir? Why do you ask? Oh, just curiosity, sir. Well. I'll be back tomorrow morning, should either of you require me. Why should we require you, Inspector? Oh, well. You may just discover something I've overlooked. Good day. I wonder what Inspector Martin meant by overlooked before he left this morning. I don't know, my dear. You really must try not to think about it all the time. Are you as calm as you pretend? Yes, of course I am. Lisa, come and sit beside me. Listen. What is it? I thought I heard something. But we're alone in the house. I've sent Ellen to the vicarage. I'm sure I heard a sound upstairs. It's only your imagination. Do you remember how she would knock on the floor? Beginning softly. And something more and more. You must forget her, Lisa. She's gone now. She can't hurt us anymore. <gasps> that was the door of her room. She's clinging to the house she loved. Oh, her door is locked. Ellen must have left the box room door open. I'll go and see. No. Don't leave me. Lisa, you're trembling. Oh, my 
My nerves have been dreadful since Inspector Martin came here. You've no reason to be nervous of him. You've nothing to conceal. Oh, it, it's silly of me. I, I'm sorry. After all, we've done nothing wrong. The pathologist has made an error, that's all. How could she have died of poisoning? Who would want to poison her? Mrs. Bloom? Ellen? Why should they? And who else is left? Nobody but us. But we know we didn't. So that's that. Lisa? Yes? What made you send for those travel booklets? I've often sent for such things. You know I've always wanted to travel. Yes. What are you thinking? Why did you send for them so early? You're... You're looking at me as though you were the inspector if I was lying. I only meant it must have seemed odd to Martin. You're sending for the booklets weeks before Edwina's death. I think you mean you found it odd, Gregory. You're twisting my words. You're thinking that... Surely it's not possible. She was in our way, wasn't she? And because you loved me... Lisa, did you? If you did, I'll understand. I love you, but I must know. Do you really? think I would murder? Yes, I can see you do. Well, supposing I confess I did kill her? Well, you know it wouldn't make any difference to my love for you. Are you sure, Gregory? Would you ever really forget? While I was in your arms, wouldn't you see me stealing from the greenhouse as a small tin in my hands, waiting and listening until it was time for a milk? Oh, don't say that, Lisa, please. You see? Oh, Gregory, how can you accuse me? I... How can you? Edwina was poisoned. There's no question about that. But I I've got to know who did it. I swear to you, it wasn't me. Oh, forgive me, Lisa. No. Don't touch me. I've hurt you. Forgive me. Ellen can never come back in all this rain. Please forgive me. Oh. She hasn't watered the azalea again. Quite dry. I didn't know what I was saying. Gregory. What was it Ellen said this morning about the cloth under the azalea? I don't remember. I do. She said you gave her the cloth on the morning of Edwina's death. But I don't remember seeing the azalea here before then. Did you bring it into the house the morning of her death? I, I forget. Why? Because if you did, it proves you were in the greenhouse after me. Lisa, we must stop this. Don't you realize what we're doing to each other? It's this house. It's alive with menace. Edwina is alive. Only in our minds. But do we know the dead or what happens after death? How do we know that at any moment she may not walk quietly down those stairs, smiling as she used to? Lisa, stop thinking about her. We know we didn't kill her, either of us. Trust me, my darling. Surely you can trust me. Oh, I wonder what would have happened if we had told Edwina about us. That would have been the most dreadful scene. I would have been made to resign from school. Yes. You have no money. And Edwina was so rich. Oh, Lisa, don't. But why did you bring in the plant in that morning? The house was so bleak and dark. The, the azalea looked so cheerful. And you knew that Edwina was leaving you her money. Lisa, you must stop. But if the pathologist made no mistake, what, what is the answer? I don't know. Look. It's going out. Oh, well, they must have forgotten to fill the wretched tree again. Oh, light the other lamp. Where are the matches? On the chiffonier by the candle. Gregory? Where are you? Why don't you answer me? 
She was using on that altar cloth she was making. Ellen brought them down for me to sort Ellen up. Shall we never, never stop being reminded of her? Not in this house. Shall we have some coffee? I'm, I'm afraid there isn't any. What happened to those six tins I got? What does Ellen do with it all? Ellen? You should say Mrs. Bloom. Ah, oh, I should have prosecuted the woman. I was far too lenient. I, I told you I saw her take a brooch from Edwina's jewel box and put it in the pocket of her coat on the very morning Edwina died. Oh, you didn't tell me. Oh, I thought I had. Probably forgot. So much happened afterwards. But you were in the sick room only twice. At ten o'clock, when I was there with Mrs. Bloom, and not again until Ellen called you to the bedside at twelve. What of it? If you saw Mrs. Bloom in her cloak, then she was leaving the house at half past eleven as usual. After I gave Edwina the milk and before Ellen called you at twelve. The explanation's quite simple. Edwina was dead when I went up to her room at half past eleven. Dead? Yes, dead. Don't you believe me? No. Gregory, if you killed her, and you have destroyed every hope we ever had. But I'm innocent. You have to believe me. Look. Look, here's Edwina's Bible. I, I swear to you, I did not kill my wife. How could you imagine I could kill anyone? Lisa, what's the matter? Can you hear it? Her stick. She, she's tapping with her stick. She's coming down here. <gasps> Ellen. Oh. When did you get back, Ellen? What are you doing with that stick? Stick, sir? I just went up to fetch it. You promised it to the vicar's wife as a keepsake from Miss Edwina. D don't you remember, sir? Oh, yes, yes. I'm afraid I forgot it when I went down with the altar cloth earlier. We didn't know you were back. Oh, I got home just before the rain started, so I went up to Miss Edwina's room for the stick. I've been sitting there ever since... Remembering her. It was so very quiet and peaceful. We never set her clock again, sir. That's why it was so quiet. You shouldn't have come down like that. You startled us. Oh, oh I'm sorry, sir. I, I know I shouldn't have sat there so long, but time just slipped by. What with the clock still standing at twelve. Just as we stopped it the morning she lay dying. Do you remember how still and peaceful it was in the room when we did that, sir? That's enough, Ellen. You may go now. Very well, sir. <sighs> the old fool. Then Edwina was alive when you went into her room at half past eleven. She only died at twelve. What were you doing in that missing half hour? If you loved me, you wouldn't talk like that. Would you tell the inspector about your visit to the sick room? You really want me to do that? An innocent man would. I've been rather stupid, haven't I? You want me to shoulder the blame for her death because you're afraid of the police. 
Yes. Yes, you want me to be guilty. Gregory! You poisoned her because you've always wanted to be the mistress of a large establishment. Gregory. You killed my wife for it, and now you want me to take the blame. Stop, stop! I would do anything to gain your ends. I believe you'd poison me. You could poison the coffee. That would make it easier for you, now that everything's gone wrong. Easier for me? You could say I'd committed suicide because I'd murdered my wife. Was afraid now the police were making inquiries. You'd be safe if they thought that would be true. I'm not trying to poison you. But no doubt you want me to swear that on the Bible, too. Yes, yes. Well, you can save your breath. I've no intention of doing it. Wait a minute. This isn't Edwina's Bible at all. It's a Latin primer. I thought it was her Bible. You knew it wasn't. Were you afraid to swear on her Bible because you knew you were going to tell a lie? No, no. You did kill her. You've told me lie after lie. I won't have you say that, do you hear? You shout at me. I'm not one of your schoolboys. You're trying to dominate me as she did. I should have known that a man who was capable of living on his wife's money was capable of anything. That's not true. I have my own salary. Your salary never paid for your servants, your luxuries, your expensive clothes. You can say that to me after making love to me. You made love to me. Indeed, then I succeeded very easily. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't mean to do that. No, I, I will tell you why I lied and said Edwina was dead when I went up to the sick room. When I went up at half past eleven, Edwina told me that you wanted to get rid of her. She said she was sure the cup of milk was poisoned. Why did she tell such a lie? I realize now that she was trying to make trouble between us. And she knew about us? Yes. You'd always comforted yourself by saying that Edwina never knew. I didn't want to take that comfort from you. Gregory. Oh, Gregory, to consider my feelings like that. I loved you. Oh, Gregory, I've been such a blind fool. Oh, forgive me. Oh, I do, I do. Oh. Now, come. Come, this calls for a grand gesture. We'll drink to Italy, Lisa. Oh, you know I never touch port. Well, you're going to touch it this time. Now, don't argue, my love. The toast is Italy. Here you are. Oh, yes. Let's drink to the Bella Vista, the Adriatic, the sunlight. We're going to be happy at last. It'll be the end of worry for both of us. Then drink to it, Gregory. Gregory, why aren't you drink? <laughs> Who's there? Lisa? Is that you? Yes. But uh, Ellen told me you were too ill to leave your room. I am ill. But I have strength enough to come down to be here when the inspector arrives. You know he's coming, don't you? I hadn't forgotten. This time I shall tell him the truth. I shall tell him you murdered your wife and then attempted to poison me. You realize that pork was poisoned, don't you? Yes. I think I loved you. Here's the inspector now. You'll be able to denounce me, Lisa. You're clever enough to make him believe you. Oh. Oh, you're up, miss. And I was just telling the inspector... Good day, sir. Good day, Miss Graham. Good day. I hear you've been ill. I'm sorry. I am ill, inspector. But not as dangerously as I might have been. I'm pleased to hear it, miss. Inspector, Mr. Black has something to tell you. Have you, sir? Well, there's just one question I want to ask Miss Graham first, and then we'll hear what it is. Now, Miss, I want you to cast your mind back to last April. 
You went to the village and called in at the chemist for some toilet soap and tooth powder. Now, can you remember buying anything else? Of course I can't remember. So long ago. Inspector, you will see that all this is a waste of time when you hear what Mr. Black has to say. I think it was about the second week in April. Oh, never mind April. Last night I was nearly killed. Really, miss? I was given a glass of port from that bottle. It was poisoned. Indeed. How do you know? Because I was violently sick after being given a glass of it by Mr. Black. It was harmless as far as I knew. I'd poured myself a glass as well. You didn't drink yours. It was only a sheer chance that I didn't. I'm afraid, Inspector, I must tell you that in my opinion, Miss Graham poisoned that port herself. She took just enough to become ill and to make me look guilty when she accused me of murder. That's a very serious charge. He knows I didn't poison it, Inspector. Now, you each had a glass and only one of you drank. Where is the untouched glass? Ellen threw it away. When did you last have a glass of port? Not for several weeks. And you, miss? I've never had a glass before in this house. So, bearing in mind that Ellen is teetotal and Mrs. Black forbidden to drink... This bottle would have been in the cupboard for some time. Yes. Then how is it that when I made inquiries at your wine merchant, I learnt that a large number of bottles of port came into this house regularly during the last six months, sir? I knew nothing about it. And you can't throw any light on it either, miss? No. Then we'd better ask the housekeeper. I'll ring for her. Thank you, miss. But this is a complete waste of time, Inspector. Mr. Black poisoned his wife and then tried to poison me. And what motive would you give Mr. Black for doing this? He knew he was going to inherit her money. But that's not strictly true, miss. I visited Mrs. Black's solicitor this morning. I believe he's due here tomorrow for the reading of the will. He told me a most interesting fact. That you, miss, inherit half. Of Mrs. Black's fortune. I? Did she ever say anything to you about it? Well, she did say once that she'd make me wealthy. I, th I thought it was only one of her jokes. But you never told me. Now, you see, Inspector, there is a motive. But you have a motive too, sir. I wonder what's keeping Ellen. Oh, I I'll ring again. I hope you won't mind my saying so, Miss, but you have very attractive hands... Beats me how you ladies keep your hands so white. One of those feminine secrets, I suppose. You rang, sir. The inspector wishes to ask you a question, Ellen. It's about the port, ma'am. Well, I'm teetotal, as I told you, sir. So I can't help, can I? Oh, but I think you can, ma'am. A considerable amount of port has come into this house lately, and I'm trying to discover what has happened to it. Did you ever give the late Mrs. Black any? Why... Dr. Prendergast strictly forbid it. But you never took any notice of the doctor, ma'am. You admitted to me that Mrs. Black never took her medicine. That she used to pour it away. Well, that was different, sir. Ellen, you can go to prison for telling lies, you know. Have you ever seen this bottle before? I... I found it in Miss Edwina's room the morning she died. She used to hide it away from the doctor. I brought it down and put it in that cupboard. So you did give Mrs. Black port? A lot of it? She used to crave it, sir. Brought the colour back into her cheeks and made her feel better. You came into an annuity by her death, Helen. 
I suggest you might have tampered with this last bottle of port. You mean I... Oh, what a wicked thing to say. As if I'd harm her. Besides, Mr. Black knew she was having the port, sir. That'll be all. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. Mr. Black, why did you tell me your wife did not have any stimulants during her illness? I... I didn't want anyone to realize that I had to give in to her about everything. You gave her the port knowing it was dangerous in her condition? What did he care about that? It was simply an easy method of giving her the weed killer. He was in the greenhouse after me. He brought in that azalea. What other evidence do you need? If only it were as simple as that, miss. You see, we analyze the weed killer. Less than half of it is composed of pure arsenic, which would dissolve in liquid. The rest is like sand and will not dissolve in anything. Now look at this bottle. You see, the wine is quite clear. Then this bottle does not contain weed killer. No, sir. No. Because, you see, Mrs. Black was not poisoned by weed killer. You will, miss, you will. Now we come to that little purchase you made in April again. Apart from soap and tooth powder, you also bought a certain preparation which is quite fashionable nowadays. So I think it was for your hands, miss. Yes. I bought something to whiten the hands. A, a powder which I had to dissolve in water. Exactly, miss. Oh, the chemist ought never to have sold it to you. But I suppose they're very lax in these country districts. You see, that powder was pure white arsenic. Arsenic? But I never knew. I, I swear I never now, knew. Now, you ordered a second packet in June. A packet which Mr. Black collected for you. I don't remember anything about it. Yes. It was the time Ellen was in bed with a cold, and you said you'd get it for me on your way back from school. Oh, yes. Miss Graham told me to fetch the preparation. I just gave it to her. Now, miss, did you use all that packet on your hands? No. Where is the remainder? In my room. It's not there now. Well, then I must have mislaid it. You mislaid it, eh? That's a pity. Because the remainder of that packet killed Mrs. Black. Did you always keep that preparation in the packet? Yes. Yes, I ask because the chemist says he suggested it should be in a container as long exposure to air would discolor it. He said he generally told his customers this. That's right, Inspector. I remember telling Miss Graham that she ought to do it when I gave her the second packet. Oh, yes, I remember now. But I, I never bothered about it. But you did bother because I saw the stuff in a silver bowl. Where did you see it? I can't remember. Where is it now? I don't know. Do you know, Miss? Oh, how can I? I've never seen it. I must confess I find myself at a loss. Both of you stand to inherit a considerable sum of money. Both of you had access to arsenic. Miss Graham mislays a quantity of it, which later poisoned your wife in a drink, possibly from this bottle of port. A silver bowl which may or may not contain arsenic, and which would or would not reveal traces of this, is missing. If we could find the bowl, we could verify one or other of the conflicting stories. 
But since we can't find it, I shall have to ask you both to accompany me to London, where we can go into the affair a little more deeply. You mean you're arresting us? Let us rather say that you've been called in for further questioning. Right, it'll be a cold journey up, so with your permission, sir, I think it would be a good idea if we had some tea before we left. I'll tell the housekeeper. So, you've won, Lisa. No matter what he says, they'll arrest us when we get there. Charges with murder. Why don't you admit that you stole the arsenic from my room and put it into the port? I never even knew it was arsenic. Neither did I. What's the good of arguing? Unless one of us confesses, they'll believe we did it together. Oh, I feel between us watching it all. Yes. It's as though we're bound together by her death. We can't escape her. There's one thing we can do. We can run away now at once. If we get abroad, it'll be all right. There must be somewhere in the world where we, where they couldn't find us. Oh, what would our life be like? Living in shabby hotels, afraid to go out into the sun, starting an alarm when anyone knocked on the door. And Edwina would be with us, always. Mr. Martin tells me you're going to London with him, sir. That's right, Ellen. About the house, sir. Oh, you can see to that. As the train is at 10.30, that gives us plenty of time. I hope you'll excuse the liberty in your kitchen, Ellen, but the kettle boils, so I made the tea. Now, where shall we have the tray? Oh, over there will do. Oh, but you've the wrong cups. Have I now? Never mind. Now, Miss Graham, uh, do you take sugar? Uh, one, please. And you, sir? One or two? One. One. Now, Ellen, you'll have a cup with us too, won't you? I'm sure you'd like plenty of sugar. Oh, thank you, sir. This is a very attractive sugar bowl, isn't it? I like the way the designers entwined the letters E.B. with the pattern of the leaves. Your wife's initials, of course. Obviously. Where did you get that, sir? The sugar bowl. You didn't find that in the kitchen. Where else would I find it? Under some bushes in the garden. But you put some in my tea. Sugar, do you mean, Ellen? It wasn't sugar. It... Heavens. It was arsenic. You put it in my tea. I've done nothing of the kind, ma'am. But I suggest that you put it in Mrs. Black's pot. I only gave her her milk. No, they did it. The two of them. They were the ones who wanted to get rid of poor Miss Edwina. But you threw the bowl away, Ellen. They asked me to throw it away. It's a lie, Inspector. When? Did they ask you to throw it away? The day after Miss Edwina died. But how did you know that the contents were poisonous? I guessed it. No, ma'am, you did not. I suggest you knew it was poison because you'd already given it to Mrs. Black in her port. But why should I harm her? I loved her. I loved her, I, I tell you. I suggest you stole the hand preparation from Miss Graham's room. And put it into the bottle of port before you took it up to your mistress. I didn't steal it. I didn't. I didn't. I said, Weiner asked me to get it. It was she, Miss Edwiner, who put it in the silver bowl. And then you poisoned her. I tell you, I didn't poison her, sir. 
poisoned herself. Poisoned herself? Yes. Yes. Oh, try to be calm and tell us the rest, uh, Ellen. Just... Just before Miss Edwina died, she told me she'd taken some of the stuff. I... I was beside myself with grief, but... She told me she'd done it because of them. They'd made her so unhappy she didn't want to live anymore. She begged me not to tell anyone and to throw the bowl away. It was your duty to tell. You knew that Mr. Black and Miss Graham might be accused of her death if you didn't? No more than they deserve. They'd hurt her so cruelly and I was going to let them suffer in return. That's what I promised Miss Edwina and... And now you've tricked me into telling you and everybody will know. They mustn't. Miss Edwina would never forgive me. I don't care what you do to me, but nobody must know about Miss Edwina killing herself. You, you mustn't tell her, please. You mustn't tell anyone. Now, now, ma'am, you calm yourself. We'll go and have a little talk, Ellen, shall we? Nobody must say anything against her. I remember it was Edwina who recommended that I should buy the preparation for my hands. She must have known it was arsenic. Edwina was the only one who did know. She meant to hang us. She knew she had to die, so she schemed to use her death against us. Uh, Ellen's quieter now. She'll be all right. Um, <clears throat> I hope you forgive the rather clumsy ruse of the sugar bowl... But there was no other way out of it. Don't understand, though. Ellen said the poison was in the milk. And yet I became ill when I drank from the bottle if of... If you remember, miss. Mrs. Black had the habit of pouring away her nasty medicine anywhere to get rid of it. Uh, this bottle of port happened to be handy. So she popped the medicine into that. But I became ill, Inspector. Well, of course, miss. You took an overdose of Mrs. Black's medicine... A wine glass neat. And in your overwrought condition. Just medicine. And all the suspicions we built Yes, sir, yes. We human beings are very open to suggestion. In the dark, an overcoat hanging on a door becomes a monster. And medicine grows into deadly poison. And Edwina was behind everything. Can we blame the poor sick lady entirely, miss? She couldn't have succeeded as far as she did unless... Unless what, Inspector? The ground has to be fertile, sir, if the seed is to flourish. Well, I'll be off. You'll be hearing from us shortly, sir, should we decide to prosecute Ellen. And now, good night to you both. Do you realize, Lisa, that we are free now? Free? No, Gregory. Edwina's won, hasn't she? She succeeded in parting us. Even after her death, she's managed to part us. But our love... Our love. Oh, what a shoddy, tawdry thing it turned out to be. We suspected and accused each other. I'll go upstairs and pack now. You're... You're leaving me? Yes. 
We could try again, couldn't we? Could we live together? Love each other without remembering the dreadful things we said? I could not. We know each other now. We, we really know each other. We have no romantic illusions left. It's true, only ourselves, our real selves. I am leaving, Gregory. If you leave me now, I, I shall be alone. Alone with Edwina. I shall leave tonight. No. No, please don't. Lisa! Ha, 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 ha.